happened on the 10th of May. Transcontinental Railroad was finished or something. In 1849. Wedding <laughs> sealed with really? gold and silver rails. <laughs> Keep going, Mar. That's going to be our intro song. Place <laughs> was promontorian. Hi, and welcome to Sibling Wool, a Larson family podcast where we discuss memories and have a good time. Today's episode is Kevin Larson, Our Dad. So I guess we can get started with that first question of um, what's like a specific or a unique memory that you have about time spent with dad? Um, I've been thinking about this a lot over... I feel like this is one of the early questions we threw out. So I've been thinking about it over the past couple of days. And I wish I could put together the entirety of this memory, but it was one of like the earliest that I could I could think of too. Um, we're living in the blue house. And so probably none of you remember much about it. And I, like I said, I'm still piecing the other bits of it, but I remember dad was working in the garage um, and they're, Two separate occasions, This, but anyway, I don't know what I'm trying to say. He was working on what eventually became my treasure box that he made for me for Christmas one year. And I don't remember if I knew that that's what he was working on. You know how, like, he has mystery projects that, like, you know he's doing it, but you don't know what the end game is. Um, but I remember like, sitting out there and, like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, and so I remember doing that with him and being out and like visiting with him. And then a similar experience like something was wrong with probably the white van. I don't know what kind of car we were driving that time, but I remember sitting out with him in the garage in that same area as he was. He had this giant like manual. I don't know where he got it. Like, I think he maybe checked library it was this giant book that he was yeah it's like he doesn't know but uses youtube and thinking about those two and say i just remember like feeling so excited that i got to be his buddy to sit out and and work on those projects with him even though my contribution was maybe like here hold the flashlight kind of thing (laughs) and because I, I had to have been like Kruger or Rowan's age, but just to for him to have the patience to take the time or spend the time together doing that. What he always has done, how to work and how to find answers to for myself. Um, one of the major things that I kind of had thought about with the this question was, and just as I've been in generally been thinking about oh, different things we could talk about tonight, uh, I was thinking about how for so, I don't know, it was, it was probably several, over several years when I was from the age of probably like 12 to, I don't even know, but we would go over to the church in the mornings and play basketball. I know that sometimes like Mari would come with us and, but even a lot of times she either couldn't cause she had other stuff or just didn't. But I remember thinking like how much I enjoyed that. I mean, so there were definitely, sleep. what? Oh, just, oh. I was minus sleeping. Yeah. At that point, but. Yeah. And so I, and that's like exactly what I was about to say. Like, I remember it being kind of like that thing where dad was like, okay, we're going to go and do this and we can have fun and this can be something that we're going to do, but you have to come and wake me up. And I remember thinking all the time, like, oh crap, dad really wants to go and do this. And like, he definitely needs to do this. (laughs) He's counting on me. And like, you know, also thinking like, how great is it that it's a bunch of these guys from the ward and you know, dad doesn't have a problem bringing his 12 and 14 year old kids to come play basketball with him with all these other adults and just how much I valued that. And 
I don't know. I think back on it now. And there's a couple of things that, you know, I've realized, like, obviously, I think a lot of the time dad was probably already awake, you know, like, obviously he was already awake, but just like, cause he wake just wakes up naturally because of work schedule and stuff. But, but also even like, I think about my time now and like, man, if I was getting up at like four or four 30 to go play basketball in the morning, like to take my kids to do that, like, that would be, I mean, that it was a, it was a huge sacrifice that like extra time to sleep is, is huge. You know, it's, especially when you're as busy as, as I feel like he always has been. And so I, I really appreciate that. And I think that, you know, it's, it's again, kind of one of those simple things, but it was something that I was interested in. It was something that helped me develop good habits and learn and grow. And I think that that's part of the reason that it's something that I treasure so much. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, that is a good memory. Yeah. Cause I think what you're saying is spot on that. Like he honestly probably was awake, but it was more of like, he wasn't going to be the one to wake you up and take you with him unless you wanted to go. Right. And I think even just like kind of teaching, you know, in a pretty simple way, the way he likes to just to teach like, well, you know, you have to kind of, if you want to do this, you have to take accountability. You have to be responsible. Right. It's you up kind to you. Be a self-starter and a go-getter and do things for yourself because it's not always going to be something easy or something that's just going to be handed to you. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Um, I had two that I thought of and one of them was really short but it's kind of the more funny one that I'll save for the end but the one that I feel like was more important and like kind of impactful for me was when dad was the teacher's quorum advisor and uh it was when Keenan you were in the teacher's quorum and I wasn't quite there yet I think I was only like 11 probably at the time or like 12 but we went camping up in Idaho and like I thought I was the coolest 11 year old because I got to go with the teacher's quorum and it was like I, I don't know just like the fact that dad thought of like taking me with him was really important I think to me as a young boy but like I remember having so much fun on that trip and that was also the trip where the seventh Harry Potter book had just come out and me, Keenan and dad each had our own copies of it <laughs> on the camping <laughs> trip with us. And freaking Stephen Lyman took uh, my copy of it and was like reading it in the car on the way home. And I was like bored because I didn't have anything to do because Stephen Lyman had took my book. That's mine. <laughs> but I was also 11 and I wasn't supposed but to But also, be. I'm 11 and I'm not even supposed to be here. <laughs> but I just remember thinking that it was, like, really cool to me that, like, because my dad was in it, the the uh, teacher's quorum presidency or whatever, the teacher's quorum advisor, like, I got to go with the cool older kids on this camp trip and stuff. The other one I remember, I think Dad was also a teacher's quorum advisor at this time. What? You're saying the cool You're kids, Stephen Lyman. Stephen Lyman. <laughs> you know this is going on the internet. Right? I'm teasing. He could listen to this. <laughs> Stephen Lyman could listen to our family podcast. <laughs> um, the other one I had was also when dad was in like the teacher's quorum or something like that and we were playing dodgeball one night in the cultural hall oh gosh <laughs> and dad was I like, this story's going dad was being a really good sport and was like playing with us and like being really into it and like we were having a lot of fun but there was one part where it was like right after we said go and everyone ran up and they grabbed the balls and dad starts like backing up and for some reason Harry Williamson was laying like down on the ground and dad tripped over him and fell backwards and like landed full on like on his back so hard and he just yelled 
damn it, Harry, like echoed through the cultural hall. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like one of the first times I've ever heard that story. But the funny thing is, yeah, because Harry was like crawling across because he'd gotten out, like acting like he was this wounded soldier soldier. over him. Like trying to be funny. And it seriously was like slow motion that I was like standing against the wall and I just see dad like slowly going down. Yeah. And then he just hit so hard and just yells, damn it, Harry. So funny. So, so funny. Will never not be funny. People like listen to this and be like, "Oh, great." <laughs> He's like, "Wow, kids' only memory is when I swore inside the church." <laughs> in the church. No, but I I think that that also I like appreciated because he was playing with us. It wasn't like he was one of the leaders that was just like sitting on the sides, you know, or whatever. So, I feel like he's always enjoyed doing things with us, which is cool. Um, girls? Um, I was trying to think of, like, a, a, like, a unique memory, like, just of my own, because I feel like a lot of my memories with our parents, like, Langley's there, Langley and McCall are there, so, like, get out of my life, am I right? Get your own. (laughs) (laughs) It's your own narrative. So who is the main character? In but... None of us. None of us. Why am I so big all of a sudden? I was huge. That was so weird. Just growing up Did overnight. You see that? I heard the door close somewhere in the house, and so I, he could be listening right now. So I quickly got my AirPods out. I bet Dad is just like listening at the. Vet. I think he's just at my door. He's got his ear on the heater vent so that he can listen to what you're saying. Sounds like him. Um, anyways, but one of the memories that like first came to my mind was uh, it's only been a couple of years ago. I mean, I think I was still in high school, so within the past 10 years. But he, I don't know if we had like talked about how I had never seen the Star Wars movies or he had like found and gotten like a VHS set of the three, the like original Star Wars. And I was like, oh, I've never seen those. So he like, we spent a week, a week and a half watching each of the VHSs. And I just thought about how there's a lot that you guys are into that I am not necessarily into or haven't ever really necessarily been into mostly sports (laughs) (laughs) just a little bit this way too but he's always been like good to not try and like force that type of stuff down me but like be willing to explain when I am curious and want to know about it and share the things that he likes so I don't know I kind of liked that I don't care for star wars but (laughs) we like spent time together i think it was just him and i watching all three of them on vhs on vhs i'm pretty sure he found like (laughs) i don't know if he went to the di and found like a box (laughs) we no, we had them and then i don't know what happened they were they i don't know if they got borrowed out to somebody or what and then he had to go and he found them again somewhere yeah because it has like the the interview with George Lucas at the beginning and like <laughs> yeah. Richard Keenan wasn't there too. <laughs> no, I think no, I just no. wore the first yeah. set out. Just, uh, <laughs> Dad had to buy a new set. Keenan watched the first set too. I was like, dang it, Keenan. <laughs> The tape was just warned. The, the tape could not. The tape. They just had to tell Keenan that the neighbors brought it and didn't return it, but mom really just threw it out because she got sick of. Keenan wasn't, wasn't able oh, to yeah. hold up anymore. Apologies. It wasn't any good. VHSs? Oh, a VCR. You know, VCR. <laughs> the records show that McCall's face shows she does not maybe know what that is. You had to rewind them. Grandma, you're on mute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, I know what a VHS is. 
Just checking. Guys, the last family video just closed. It, one of them was in here in Mason City, by the way. Just saying. What? Wow. Sorry. Totally random. Like not important. 11 years <laughs> too late. All right. Ling Ling. Um, actually, I go by Langry now. If you've not seen, I don't know. I don't know if you saw her Instagram story, but she goes by Langry. But I go by Langry now because apparently that's what my name is at Chick Fil A. <laughs> so thank you. I think that means that's your Christian name now. That's Christian name. Um, no, I was thinking, and uh, one memory that I have. And it's actually like a couple of similar memories, but it was like after Cade like left on his mission. And so like Mari and Keenan both like didn't live at home. Cade was gone. And so it was just like the three girls at home. I all of a sudden became dad's like number one go-to when he like did things. Which, like, sometimes I was like, why me? Because you could talk sports with him. But then, like, I am the elite. I am, like, I loved it. But, like, I just thought about so many different times. One particular, I think we were going to pick up the tractor. And I don't know which tractor. The first, the second, the third, the tenth. I don't know. I can't tell you. But, like, we went and we were picking up a tractor. And it was, like, kind of far away. And so, like, we had a good long drive. But then it was just, like, we were able to have, like, a good conversation. And it was just, like, me and dad. And so, like, I was probably, like, middle school. And in middle school. And, like, I was just, like, so excited because it was, like, this is awesome. Like, it's just me and my dad. Like, we're going to hang out for, like, five hours today. And then he's like, we're going to get lunch and like all this stuff. Like, I just always we thought that. Home Depot. And yeah, sometimes we had to go to Home Depot or Lowe's, but that's okay. We'd stop at Cal Ranch, get a nut, nut roll. <laughs> nut roll. <laughs> get a nut roll and some um, circus, circus peanuts. peanuts. But yeah, like that time and then like the time, I think mom was probably there with us, but like when we went and picked up the um table and chairs that we have now in the in like the dining room but just like those times where it was like he was going to do something and I was the one that he would be like hey I'm going to do this like will you come with me and sometimes like I wasn't the best sport about it and I was like I don't necessarily want to but like I also am like I can't I'm not gonna say no <laughs> and so I was always just like okay yeah and so like I don't know. Looking back, I'm just like so happy and grateful that I was the one chosen to get to go to, on those like little adventures because they were always just me and dad going out, looking at tractors, figuring out it wasn't the right one, but not what he wanted. So then we'd drive back home. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. I mean, eventually we found one that he liked. So. Bugs. All right, McCall, are you unmuted? Yes. Thanks for asking. Um, okay, well, so mine, are, it's kind of like language, but my favorite memories are just little day trips Dad and I will take. And... Anyways, <laughs> so we take the little. To Lucas? <laughs> yeah, please don't <laughs> keep that quiet. He might listen to this podcast. <laughs> Anyways, so my toes in the is... family. No, anyone can listen to this. I don't think you realize that. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. That how the so internet works. You have to cut out every part with his name in it. I'm begging you. I'll just put like a beep. Sloan just said you guys are going to get married. Did you hear that? I'm sorry. Did you say Uncle Lucas? Stop. We're not bringing that here. Shut up. No, 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 no. Don't do that. No. 
What was I even saying? Your day trips. Oh, my favorite memory. Yes. Okay, day trips. <laughs> um, so our most recent one was we took a road trip to USU and did, like, a tour and stuff. And that was really fun. And just, like, he cares a lot about which school I pick. And he wants me to pick what's, like, going to be best for me. And then another one is we went to Promontory Point, whatever it is. I didn't really care to go there, but it was fun because I was in about exploring the gold spike or something. I don't know. It was something like really important in history. And he really wanted to go. So we just went one day, just like a whole day trip. And then I must have been in some sort of mood because on the way back, he's like, Do you want to stop at the Air Force Museum? And I was like, Sure. And we did. <laughs> <laughs> so we did two museums in one day but it was so fun and it was just like are you sure it was just really fun the ghost and haven't passed on <laughs> i don't know but i was like yeah why not like let's stop there and we did and it was fun and um and then another one we went he took me to lagoon one day and i just remember before we went into lagoon he was like do you want to go get lunch somewhere and I was like, sure. And he's like, where do you want to go? And I was like, how about Zupa's? And he was like, okay. And then um, we got back home and mom was like, so where'd you go for lunch? I was like, Zupa's. And she's like, dad hates Zupa's. So good. And that just made me feel so loved. Like he went to Zupa's for me. And I went to a museum for him. BFS. I went to Lagoon <laughs> for him. We compromised. I, I made my dad go to Lagoon with, with me. And he goes to restaurants that he doesn't necessarily like with me. <laughs> And we have fun. Lucas could never. Good memories. Stop Those talking good about ones. that. <laughs> I told you I'm gonna I'm gonna put a beep every time someone says his name. Okay. Good. Wait, Langley, can I get a clean beep so that I can just insert that? Beep. <laughs> Perfect. Or just replace it with damn it, Harry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> okay, oh, so kind of on a similar vein, um, I thought we could talk about projects. Because if there's one thing we all know about Dad, it's that he's a big dude about projects. Um, and I'm sure each of us has a memory of working on a project, at least one. McCall's looking around like she's never done a project before, which I don't think is true. I'm not. Manual labor, what? Sorry, what my manicures are manicured. <laughs> I've never done a day's work in my life. <laughs> no is comeback. That, is that the Death Star? Mm -hmm. I know, no tour. <laughs> um. So the next thing I thought would be kind of a fun thing to talk about would be uh, like specific projects that you remember and what you did, what it meant, any of that kind of stuff. I think it was so, it's so fun because it like, honestly, like getting my kids to like, pick up three toys is like such a chore so I can't imagine when he like bi-weekly or every other week you know would come back for more and be like okay the six of you we're gonna go out we're gonna do this project like the fact that he just kept working on us like we're his greatest project and biggest accomplishment probably hard time I'm just gonna put that out there Right. You, you mean when he came home and he was like, hey, I need you to take this wheelbarrow over to the empty lot across the street where they're building a house. And Pick you just all the rocks you can. Will you go over and there's a new neighbors, the Sirdars, will you go knock on their door and ask if it's okay if you take their rocks? And they looked at us like we were crazy, like, sure? <laughs> but then he let us hook it up to the lawnmower and it was oh, way was, more efficient. Like, put the trailer on the lawnmower. On the lawnmower. And go around and gather rocks. I was quite no, the, not much help, but I had fun. <laughs> in the Nephi house, when he like it just rained, or he watered down the mud, and was like, "Go out there and like pick up the rocks. Like you'll know it when you step on them, because you will be barefooted." You remember that, Keenan? They were like, "We were like getting ready for sod," 
and there was a bunch of like giant boulders in the grass and like the mud still and so it like just rained or he like maybe even went so far as to hose down the dirt I don't think so but we like we're out playing and he's like why don't you just go walk around and every time you step on a rock that just feels too big just throw it out into this pile over here like oh okay that sounds super fun what a cool idea but as a kid that was like cool because you get to go out and play (laughs) awesome um no that wasn't my original thought i had this like memory of building this adobe native american hut thing for a project in school i don't even know what grade I was in probably like four but it was legit awesome and I had several several projects like that and then we had to do like a a model of like the earth's crust and he comes home with like this bowling ball from the DI and he's like this is what we're gonna use and like how and how and I remember going out to the shed with him it was a Nephi and like helping him like cut into this bowling ball he was like I've always wanted to do this and he was so excited and it made me so excited and we like learned about the inside of bowling balls and like my teachers were always super impressed with my projects because my dad was like the master of my school projects it made me look really good all the time no she did that all by herself and cut into a bowling ball all by herself right no, but it was awesome and so fun. And like, again, I'm sure I was a brat about it most of the time. And it was a lot of effort to drag us all through all the projects. But he'd already gotten his diplomas by then. But he still did it. And often the night of. So <laughs> super kudos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the... I was like trying to think back to the first project that I can really remember. Um, And it was in Nephi. And I mean, I don't remember a lot of specifics about actually helping, but build the, like the playground that he built with like basically out of railroad ties and everything. And that giant pipe. That's exact. That was like, that was what I remember most is like, he had found that big old pipe and like, had cut it and sanded it down on the edges so that it was not like dangerous to slide down. And then as like we were installing it, this is like the memory I have is like, I feel like he was like, he wanted me to like test it out to make sure, you know, like, oh, like to try to get the angle right. And I remember like- had a big fear of slides as a child. So that that was a good choice. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I think that's honestly, I think it's wise because I was, he wanted me to make he wanted to make sure I was comfortable going down it, you know, that it wasn't gonna be something that freaked me out. And honestly, I think initially it was like a very steep angle. <laughs> it was like he lowered it. It was bad for a while. Initially, I feel like it was like, well, you might as well just jump off of the top. <laughs> Your butt's not touching the plastic. You're just falling. Seriously, though. It's just a drop shoot. And obviously it got adjusted after like I think I, I think he like finally talked me into going down it and it was just like, okay, woo, that was too much. <laughs> but like I remember that and like thinking how, you know, even as like a what, probably seven year old that it was important to him to include us in like in these things. And I don't know. There I think the beauty is that it's something that we can all still look back on and enjoy those memories and i don't know even when we were home last spring and then you know through the early part of the summer last year the getting to go out and work on the tree house with him for an afternoon was i don't know it was just really fun it you know it was real just i don't know it just felt natural and like a very normal place to interact with dad because it was such a staple growing up and that was you know working with the power tool and sawing and marking things to cut and all the all of that um definitely you know a lot of the places where bonding memories were made with that and i think that that is great that it's something that we can still do you know because like you're saying he he really is just always has some project that is occupying and helping him to improve and 
you know, develop skills and things like that. So I think that's awesome. I think he taught us, teaches us how to like work and like do things that way, but also have like think out of the side of the box. Like I remember when he brought home that giant tube and we're like, what are you going to do with this? He's like, this is going to be the slide. And we're like, but how? Or like the bowling ball or the ladder that goes up to the treehouse now. With all like the yeah, chairs. The chairs. <laughs> yeah. Like so creative and just like, I don't know, is a good example, but also helps us feel that side of our, our brain and problem solving. Yeah, I think that, that that playground in Nephi is probably the earliest like project I can remember. I also remember when he built that rope light sign that still hangs in the basement. Mm-hmm. Like that was another one that I don't really know why I remember it so well. But it was like around the time that he was redoing that whole part of the basement in Nephi. And like I was probably like pretty young. I mean maybe like four or five. Not super helpful at that age, but like I remember getting to sit there with him while he was working on like putting the rope lights through and like all that kind of stuff. So that was really cool. But the one that I have the most vivid memory of was, and it was like probably because it was really traumatic for me, was when we were building the house in Highland. And Keenan and I were in the backyard, like coming around to the front and we were playing some stupid game. We were pretending to be in the army or something. I don't even know. (laughs) But, uh, I was like running too fast and I fell and I just like crushed my knee onto these super sharp gravel rocks and my knee was just like gushing blood. And I'm pretty sure there's a picture of me in a scrapbook somewhere where I'm just like sobbing uncontrollably, like clutching my leg. Like I was pretty sure my leg was going to fall off or something. And I, looking back now, I'm pretty sure it was probably really frustrating for dad because he had brought Keenan and I there to like, so that he could work on the house while he was like keeping track of us. And I went and just like crushed my knee and was a horrible mess, sobbing and like bawling my eyes out. But I remember that he took the time to like help me get it cleaned up and like comforted me. And that meant a lot to me as like a seven or eight year old kid that he took that time to like make sure I was okay even though he was in the middle of constructing an entire house for us. (laughs) So that that was really, like, probably the most impactful one that I could think of off the top of my head. Um, I think the biggest project, and this is probably Langley's too, that I had, like, the biggest hand in helping with was the new shed, the blue shed. Um, cause we did it as one of our like young women's projects or whatever. I mean, he built it, but we counted the hours that we, we stood were there. Like, <laughs> I helped. Well, we were also there. Eight times. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's one of the, um, projects that I remember most like being involved in. Cause mm-hmm. I guess in past, like with yard work type projects, we were always kind of, helpful and involved in but a lot of projects he had with us growing up we were the ones like holding the flashlight or going and like getting the tools and bringing them to him but he like took the time while we were building the shed to like explain what he was doing and why he was doing stuff I remember before we even built it he like sat us down with his graph paper and was like drawing out the shed and like doing all of this math. And I was kind of sitting there like, how does he know this? Like, and that's another thing I've always been amazed when it comes to his projects. Like there's so much that he knows. I mean, he's just very smart. (laughs) But it's just like, I don't know. And with that project, he took the time to like teach us how to use the power tools and like let us use them. One of my favorite things was to like take that chalk string (laughs) and you snap it and it creates lines you know where to cut or whatever (laughs) a handy tool but also fun willingly do that i will snap that chalk string for you but yeah i like remember many different 
things that he taught me that I haven't used since because I don't. She's been building a lot of shells stuff. <laughs> but he like took the time to teach us what he was doing and explain what he was doing rather than just like ordering us to do stuff or having us down there and worse. So no i i mean i thought of that one just because yeah i feel like it's like i mean i was in eighth grade when i finished my personal progress and that was like one of the last things that i did but so that's like pretty a pretty recent thing i mean like not super recent but um but yeah like that was a huge thing because also i feel like yeah, it was like the kind of thing where he would take time to teach us how, like, he took the time for him to teach me how to use the nail gun. And, like, I was doing <laughs> Mom was not appreciative of that. <laughs> I thought it was so cool. I was like... Addy got to do the chalk like, lines and, like, we got to use the nail gun. <laughs> like, Dad, we were both in our, each in our element. Addy was on... <laughs> If that is that indicative of like a craft Adeline <laughs> and their personality types, I don't know what is. This is kind of like crafting Addy. Do this. Like dad could have done everything that I was doing with the nail gun, like and probably 80 times quicker. faster. Yeah. And probably but, better. And better. Absolutely. But instead he was like, he we took the time, yeah, like Addy said, like to do it and for him to teach us how to do it but that was not i mean i thought of that but i was like addy's probably gonna do that so i thought of a different one but mine is not necessarily like a manual labor project it's more of the project of me learning how to read and spell <laughs> project we all had a front row seat to <laughs> that is probably one of the biggest projects that our father has helped me do in my whole life because as I was thinking about it like I was just thinking like from the get-go dad knew like this girl she cannot read or spell to save her life like we've got to do something and so like he came up like him and mom like came up with so many different ways to help me like succeed in reading and spelling and they would take turns, like, I remember reading the Harry Potter books with dad, and then mom and I would read these other books that she grew up reading that she loved. And then, especially with spelling, like, that was a project from first grade all the way to sixth grade, and then on as well. But, like, because even now I really, I cannot spell that well. I apologize, dad, but <laughs> I really try. But I just remember... I can't remember what grade I was in, but there were times when we would do, like, we would study my spelling words, and then I would wake up the next morning, and there would be, okay, I cannot remember what these are called, but you guys know the candies that they, like, would come in this, like, bags that are, like, the size of an M&M bag, and they're chocolate, and they would have, like, the hard shell around them, and they kind of looked like a miniature kiss. Kissables. Yeah, kissables. Is that what they're called? They are discontinued. Yeah, they are. They were and so I want good. To go back to two thousand. They were so good. The kissables, <laughs> along with cream savers. You guys remember those? Yeah. <gasps> oh. oh. Don't exist anymore. But if anyone was wondering, the Dunkaroos cereal is very good. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember, like, Dad would we would study before I'd go to sleep, and then I'd wake up the next morning. And we would have devotional, but then like dad would go to work and by like, I would come out to the kitchen after like getting dressed for school. And he had like, he would leave a note on the table or on the counter with a bag of those. And he had like written a story and there were missing words and I had to fill in the correct words. Like that were my spelling words. And then if I, he would come home and he would correct it. And if I got all the words right in the right place, and spelled correctly then I got a whole bag of kissables to myself and like <laughs> I was like ecstatic because 
hello, I'm probably eight. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that whole bag of treats to myself. Oh, I'm just, exactly. yeah. Like I didn't really feel like at the time that was like a huge project. And but like looking back but now. He did. <laughs> like he was like, I can't have this girl living with me for the rest of her life. Oh my god. <laughs> Even the five of us Rules. sitting there as patiently as we could while you read your scripture verse, like can oh. I, I was like, please just let me go back to bed. Curled up in a ball, laying over the heater vent. <laughs> I always sat on the heater. <laughs> Anyways, so that's my project that I like thought of because it really was just it was a giant project that lasted seven years. <laughs> And she can still read good sometimes. I can read pretty pretty decent. Learn how to read good and do other things good too. <laughs> now we have spell check on my phone, so who even needs it anymore? Exactly. Thanks, autocorrect. <laughs> All right, McCall, you're up. Okay, um, mine that I thought of was just, like, all my different school art projects, but there's two specifically. Um, one was my Tin Man that, oh, that he cool. made. Wow. Yeah. I don't... He made. I, like, he made. He, no, that's what I was about to say. Like, I remember being out in the garage with him, but I do not remember touching a piece of metal on that thing. I just, like, watched him work. That's how a lot of our projects went. Like, you go, like, buddy. Twirling a screwdriver between her fingers. <laughs> I was his hype squad. I was like, yep, that looks good. I trust it. And then another one was, and that one my teacher loved so much. She still has it to this day. And mom is not over it. She's like, I can't believe we let her keep that. I'm like, me either, but it was your idea. And then another one is um, the great brain when he got a sweet potato and carved a brain out of it. Like, what? I never would have thought of that. It was kind of gross, but it was really good. And I think all those projects really taught me how to, like, trust the process of things. And... Because <laughs> sometimes we would have to say, what is your plan? Like, how about... <laughs> But they would always come out looking, like, so good. So I was always just like, okay, trust that. He's got this. I feel like, like that's actually a big thing with, with dad's projects, with a lot of them, is, like, you're doing things and it's kind of like, what? Or huh? what even is this going to look like? I can't see. And, like, I think he loves, like, learning and doing these things and being able to do them for by himself or, like, for himself rather than, like, paying somebody or whatever. But... Also, like, kind of the keeping us all guessing, you mm -hmm. know, like the suspense and the surprise of it all. Kind of yeah. like you're sitting there, like, all right, Dad, I trust that it's gonna it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, I have no idea how, but it's up to the treehouse will work. I and you just like well, don't fight it. All learn how to be creative problem solvers a little bit too. That's like. We don't have to spend, you know, $200 to buy wood to build a ladder up to the treehouse. We can build it out of these recycled chairs that we have in our backyard for free. And, right. like, is it going to well, hold on to them in case I needed them for something here? like this? Yeah, yeah like, is, is it going to stress Mari out every time her six-year-old climbs up those? Yes. Probably. <laughs> That's fine. Well, I, think, okay. I think with that whole thing of his vision is, like, broader and wider than ours I think dad takes his role as our father very seriously and I'm eternally grateful for that and he he follows the pattern of heavenly father in so many ways and I think that he sees even just with like a sweet potato brain like he sees the end from the beginning and and we've learned how to trust him and I feel like because I can trust dad in that way when I can't see and from the beginning like I've learned to trust how my father more in that way too and I I don't know if that makes any sense but yeah because that pattern is 
on this smaller earthly scale, I'm able to accept more on a broader eternal scale because of his example. Any of that makes sense? Yeah. No, it yeah, doesn't. Good job of modeling the the relationship and helping us to build a father-child relationship the same way we with him as we should with our heavenly father. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for sharing. Um, so the last one uh, can be a kind of a quick little one. Uh, but it is, what is a trait that you admire in dad that you hope to have someday or you're working on or I don't know, just like something about dad that you admire and think is really awesome. We can start with McCall this time and go backwards. Oh, okay. Well, I've, I'm just going to take the obvious one and say that he's such a hard worker and that, like, is very, like, that's something that I hope I can, like, develop as much as he has and, like, I don't know. He's just very determined in the things he does and some may call it stubbornness, but, like, he knows what he wants and he's willing to work for it so you know even if it means doing like thinking outside of the box to build stuff and things like that and just like being creative is another thing that i feel like goes along with that so so pick i'm one. just gonna keep talking mine are just all of them call. i'm gonna take about a lot all, of different so things. you guys sound stupid <laughs> It's so, like, I'm the best kid. Don't bother. Let's end the podcast here. <laughs> All right. And that's a wrap. You heard it here. So, yeah, just his hardworking, um, his work ethic and stuff is something I'm going to try and model after. Um, I think mine is just how much faith dad has and his testimony. Um, mostly just like the trust in the Lord that he has. I remember while, like, while I didn't want to admit it when I was getting ready to go on my mission, like I didn't like want to say that I wanted to go to Japan which obviously I can't talk about dad without talking about Japan because hello, that's our, one of our Ohio. greatest connections. Ohio. <laughs> I just remember when I did get my mission call and I found out that I was going to Japan, I was so excited because like that was something that dad and I would get to share. But at the same time, I was so afraid because of Japanese. Hi, she's a beast. But I just remember like how excited dad was and the things that he would say to me, like to help me trust in the Lord and have that faith um, in him, in the Lord to know that I would succeed as a missionary and that everything would be okay. And that like, was just so helpful for me as like I waited those few months before I left but I just like that's just one of the many examples of dad's faith like I mean you think about it he everything I feel like everything he's ever done regarding our family he's done with like steadfast faith never doubting that what he was doing or what the Lord was asking him to do or telling him to do. Like he did it because he trusts the Lord. And I always just think that that is just incredible. And I hope that one day as I strive and work every day to like have that strong of faith that I can be as faithful and trusting in the Lord as he is. Um, to piggyback off of that one a little bit, I was thinking about today, one of my 
favorite traits of his is just his spiritual strength. I feel like somehow we were blessed with like two of the biggest spiritual giants in the world. Like they both had such great testimonies and they're, they're never afraid to share it with us and with anyone else. Um, To also piggyback off of Japan I was thinking about you were complaining <laughs> earlier about not having your own thing. <laughs> I was thinking about this day. Um, we were in um, Fukuoka and we were meeting up with this woman that he had taught and baptized, I believe. No, he didn't baptize her. She got baptized after he left. But he had taught her and led to her baptism. Um, we met up with her just like at some hotel and it was like a rainy day and we got there and we had to buy these like $12 orange juices <laughs> to be able to even sit down anywhere. <laughs> um, but the whole situation ended up being like one of the best days of the trip because it was and honestly, I don't really know much of what happened that day other than like what I could feel spiritually radiating off, radiating off of dad. Um, and from this woman in Langley, because they, they sat there with, um, what's his name? Hasegawa. 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 Um, and the four of them kind of just like spoke Japanese about her and about what dad's been doing since he got home. Um, but there was a lot of talk about, um, the gospel and about dad's mission and about what he did for this woman. And it was just the coolest experience to get a glimpse at him from before us and kind of see that that spiritual strength has been a thing that he's always had. And I think it's built over his life lifetime and he's obviously has to work at it but I just love that he's never shied away from sharing that yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah that that's kind of along the same lines of the one I was thinking about and I think it was maybe like a month or so ago that we talked about it in come follow me but something that I have always admired is just like the surety that dad has, like that his faith is so pure and sure. And I feel like Keenan is a lot that same way where it's like, I, I just have always felt that like, there's no question. And not that I'm necessarily like saying I question a lot and I'm like shaking in my testimony, but just, it's always been such a huge testimony to me that like, these people that I care about so much that like they are so sure like there is nothing on this planet or like anywhere that could shake dad's faith and like to me that's such a point of strength to know that like if if there are times where I am having a hard time that that's like a a place I can fall back on of like they're they're like you're saying there are these spiritual giants in our family that seem to take it deeper almost like i wish that i could get to the point where i feel like my faith was as deep and like runs as like combined with myself as i feel like dad is Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I'm kind of sitting here thinking, obviously everything that's been brought up, I would agree with. Um, I think one of the traits uh, that I I most admire is how much of a protector and a provider dad has always been and how important that is to him, I think. As I'm sitting here, like thinking about it, some of the earliest memories I have is obviously I was kind of an anxious kid and scared of a lot of things and struggled to 
like I, I remember like being afraid to sleep in my own bed and in my own room and everything as a kid. And there were times that I'd sneak into Mari's room and, and, and slide, like her bed was so like noisy. And so that wasn't ever as easy to like sneak into her bed. Cause it was like the springs and like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cause I didn't want to wake her up, but I just needed that security, I guess. But the, for most of the time, I feel like I would sneak into dad's mom and dad's room and sneak into their bed. And I'm just remembering, like, as a little kid, thinking I'm so sneaky, dad's laying there and there's just a sliver of bed. <laughs> and, like, lifting his arm up and, like, oh, he's not awake. I'm, like, lifting it up so slowly and sneaking under his arm and under, into the bed and, like, cuddling up next to him just to feel safe. And I think that. Um, while that was a very physical manifestation of that safety um, kind of building on what, what you guys have talked about there's just always felt like that safety that he and, and mom have provided but that all of my needs would always be met that anything I wanted to do he would find a way for that to work out. And he would work so hard for, for me to have and be able to do anything I wanted to do and to, you know, help me become and, and develop the talents and the skills to, to achieve those goals and, and those wants, even if it was a short lived anything, uh, if it was important to me, it became important to him. And and he tried to learn about it and understand it and help me to, to improve at it. And, you know, sometimes as a kid, I probably thought that that was a little bit negative at how intensely he, he wanted to help and help us improve and grow and learn. Um, but I think that that's instilled a lot, instilled a lot in me, not only in providing for, um, my little family now, but like trying to do the best I can to be available so that, you know, if anyone is in need of help that I can provide the kind of assistance that I feel like dad is always there and ready to provide to not only us, but just to, to others. And I, I think that's probably the, the overarching, it's a pretty broad, Again, I think it encompasses a little bit of everything that you guys have all talked about, but that's kind of the trait that I hope that I can even attain part of what he has. It's very well said. Not the record show that everyone's crying, so thank you, Keenan. I'm not crying. Right. <laughs> Um, I think that along with all that you guys have said that, and that dad embodies so well, um, I think that his ability to be intentional in like everything he does and like, like visionary is not the right word, but like he takes the time to plan things spiritually so that they can come to pass temporarily and he's able to see beyond the moment at hand and work backwards to the point of knowing like what needs to happen in this moment um, whether it's I don't want Langley to live with me when she's 35 so I've got to teach her how to read with some serious force and bribery now or all those all those things right like I want my kids to be able to grow up and be self-sufficient. And so I'm going to teach them how to work. And here's the tools available to me right now that I can use to do that. Or I'm just like even to planning his time and, and being purposeful with, with every move, it's the whole concept of his grid paper and the different phases of the project that he mulls over and figures out how to get it all done. Like his life work has been that. And, I'd like to hope to think that we are an important and 
hopefully worthwhile part of that life work that we can be that I can be someone who's proud of the efforts that I'm doing but just to follow his example and being intentional as I try to shepherd some kids now in the right direction and build a continue to build a beautiful life that's my hope like that kind of makes me think like what you're saying about the intention makes me think of what he would put at the end of every email he sent me while I was on the mission work hard play hard find balance you know just like you're saying the intention like when you're working dedicate your time work as hard as you can put in all of your effort get the things done you need to when you're playing do the exact same thing you know live it up have as much fun as you can enjoy it to the fullest and just remember that you know you have to have both and that really having you know having the work with the play is is the path to fulfillment i think and it takes that intention. Definitely. Thank you for sharing, everyone. Now that you're all sad, we'll end it. <laughs> Not sad, emotional. Not sad, emotional. Looking back on how grateful we are for yeah. the strong and loving father who has always worked hard and I don't know I he doesn't show his love in the same way as mom and that's you know obviously his personality and and doesn't make it any less of a way to to show that love but probably not as easy as as children to to fully grasp the the amount of love and the depth of that love um, as it is now I feel like <laughs> Well, and I think that, like, obviously now that we're older, we look back and we realize that everything, while we may not have noticed it while we were in high school or middle school or whatever, that, like, dad was acting out of love with everything he did. Like, even, this is, like, such a obscure memory, but I remember it so well because it was the first time dad ever told me that he was disappointed in me. <laughs> I, I remember but I was a junior in high school and I was with some of my friends, I was with Sabrina and Emily and then a couple of other girls that I was playing basketball with at the time. And we left, we were like at Sabrina's house and we left Sabrina's house to go to Jared Fluger's house to hang out with him and these other boys that we had like recently become friends with. And Sabrina's sister had to drive us because none of us had a car. And Sabrina didn't want to go, but the rest of us did. And so Josie Nilsson dropped us off and then left with Sabrina. And like, so we like basically ditched Sabrina. And so like I got home and I was like talking to mom and dad about my night. And like, I told them that. And I just remember dad being like, I'm like so disappointed that you would like leave your best friend who you've been friends with since fourth grade to go hang out with these boys. Like, that's like I just remember being like oh my gosh like my dad is so disappointed in me he probably doesn't even like me anymore like you know dad take the two by fours that you have in the backyard and just hit me with them seriously like I just remember like being so distraught over that but like I've carried that with me because dad like dad took that time and that moment and while it was like hard for me to hear he was teaching me a life lesson and he was like helping me grow and learn and like that's a way of showing love is helping us to progress and become the best human best humans that we can be but like that really was like a very defining moment in my growing up throughout the rest of high school and like it's because dad loved me enough to tell like call me out so 
it might not always be a good way that you're receiving love, but at least he loves us enough to do it. Well, and I don't think, I think that uh, it's not in like a negative way, kind of like you're saying, it's it's uh, out of love and it's to help us grow. And Yeah. He didn't want me to be a scumbag. And well, a jerk. Sabrina's not even your friend anymore. So. Sabrina hates me. <laughs> and now I'd probably just tell you to go hang out with the boys. Leave Sabrina in the dust. So that's what it takes, so. Like, please leave Sabrina in the car. <laughs> Do not hang out with her anymore. Go be with the boy. That's probably why he's like, I wish she would have gotten married or dated someone before Sabrina got home. Now I only have three weeks and he's scrambling. Thanks for sharing, everyone. It's been awesome to hear everyone's stories and perspectives on things. He is a great dad, so it's awesome that we get to kind of honor him and thank him in this way like we did in that video. we love you dad so much go get dad he'll know what to do i feel like we that's love the you, dad happy to you our the, the theme of our entire <laughs> and, and life paid in japanese on three one two three konnichiwa <laughs> I don't know very much, Langley. You're asking too much. Obam, I stay I'm sorry, Keenan. Please stop texting that. Now people will notice. <laughs> How big her head is? Um, no, Keenan just said my face is unflattering. Oh. <laughs>